the end of the year is a very reflective time. It's a time where I, as a teacher, look at what I've done and changes I could possibly make. And we're getting to that time now. There's like 30 days left in the school year. So there's a couple of things that I've really been pondering. One is the use of student technology. I, in my particular site, and even in our school district, have been kind of in the forefront of the use of technology in the classroom. But there's some things that bother me or worry me. And one of the things that I would do in my classes, I'd have students take digital notes. And what I found is that for the most part, taking notes is it's difficult as it is, but most of the students would not be on task. They would be off playing various games. Um, some of them would try to get into social media. And because all of our students have Chromebooks, I just found that this was a distraction. And I am ready to go back old school on this. And I know that some, there are teachers that are in the forefront of using technology. They use things such as Kami and uh, other note of, uh, editing tools for notes. Um, I use Google Docs and would create templates for them. But I just, I'm really disturbed by the use of of the technologies by the students in ways that is not conducive to learning at all. And it is very difficult to monitor. We don't really have a monitoring system. So I assume that when I do give a brief lecture that students are on task, but what I find is most of the time they're not. So I'm ready to go old school with that particular component of my teaching. The other thing is that because times have changed so quickly and there's um, the teaching of history um, it, it is difficult. A lot of students don't see the need for history. And as a veteran teacher, I've seen all kinds of different trends and phases take place, but I have to make some changes myself. And one of the things that I'm faced up with is that our particular school, we only have two 78-minute block periods during the week and then a 30-minute period. It makes it very difficult to uh, actually get a lot of information if you want to use the word information, covered. And so there, there's this quote, or not a quote, but a saying called the tyranny of coverage. And I truly subscribe to that. If try to cover everything that our state standards require, one, it's impossible, and you're just going to burn yourself out. So I'm really looking at more of a thematic approach. Incorporated in that thematic approach is history skills as well. And I've always been an advocate of using certain history skills. I subscribe to the Stanford History Education Group, and we, my students do a lot of writing. They do a lot of, they learn how to source primary sources. They learn how to cooperate. They learn how to do close reading. They understand, hopefully they understand contextualization. And I want to continue with that. I also want to factor in current events and figure out a way to put current events into the curriculum. Now, my biggest issue is how to go about doing that. I also want to make sure that students learn how to do presentations. We don't do oral presentations in my class because of the time. With 230 students and 32 students uh, per class, seven classes, um, one, I would just burn out on doing, um, just sitting in the class and watching these presentations. So I'm trying to figure out a way to go about doing that. I do think that current events are a vital part of our students' history education because there's so much going on and they do have questions. Um, it's just a matter of tying in this information to what we're currently studying. And that's why I wanna to go more towards a thematic approach. Uh, 
I like the approaches of National History Day, knowing that the upcoming National History Day, the themes is going to be triumph and tragedy. So perhaps that's something I could look on as well. So there, there's a lot of things I'm uh, perhaps biting off, maybe too much, and that's uh, my own issue. And I also wanted to figure out a way to better engage the students so that the students are tracking their own learning. Um, a lot of my students don't track their own learning. They'll actually come up to me and say, what, what is my grade? And the reality is they have access to all of this information. So I wanna make them more responsible for their learning. As I said, it's very difficult with the amount of time that I see them. So that, that's a, a struggle. So there, there's various things I'm looking at. As far as current, getting back to current events, the, um, I use Newsla. Newsla has actually been very good uh, because it really focuses on the students' reading skills. And so perhaps there's a way I can better use that. So as I come to the end of the school year, I have to put this all together and I have to work with my colleagues as well to figure out what is the best practices for my students and what is uh, what am I capable of doing as well? And that's usually the struggle. It's very easy to talk about all of this, but the consistency in actually carrying this out through a, a, a whole school year with the variables that take place in the school year, it is it is a struggle. So hopefully I'll be able to address some of these areas. One of the things I also want to do is get input from my students at the end of the school year about what they thought was the most engaging part. What did they learn? How are they learning? And how I could best serve them for and the future students in the upcoming school year. So thanks once again for listening. Hope to be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast.